Hi, Tikanis, how are you? Welcome to the last episode of season three, where I, Bridget Scovis Morgan, am today's guest and will be answering questions some of you submitted. I realize it could be perceived as presumptuous of me to assume you all want to know more about me because the guests I have are stellar, but life happens and I'm ending season three a tad early and a couple guests less than planned because life. My mom says life comes at you fast and this year it uh, really has. So I asked those who follow me on social media what questions do you want me to answer? I figured I'd still hop on and give you one last episode of season three and I'll make it short and sweet like me and hopefully entertaining. So let's dig in. question from Maria. How do you feel about all these interviews with Greeks given you are Greek too? Good question. I feel feel like I'm going to say that with every question. I like all these questions, but I feel inspired and uplifted that while we all have our Greekness and incredible ancestors and history in common, we all come from different paths and bring our own flair to it. Greeks are really prideful and I'll be honest, I was worried maybe I'm not Greek enough to do this, which could be mixed with maybe not going to Greece as much as others, not doing Greek dance, not being able to speak Greek as well as others or as much, not looking as Greek because I have blonde hair, but I learned I should not feel that way, and I honestly feel honored people shared their stories with me and that I can bring what I learned from them into new definitions of what it means to be Greek. Everyone has such different paths, and this could be with whatever culture, and I just feel honored to have shared those stories about them with you, the listeners, other people, so... Yeah, I feel pretty good about it all. So the next question is from Flora, which is sort of related. And the question is, what has creating this, what has creating this podcast taught you that you didn't expect? Uh, probably more grace with myself. I've always been one to say everyone has a story or a life path that makes them different from others. And even though I had that belief, I still went in worried I'd be impersonating something that I wasn't. But I was taught that people can still say they are Greek and proud to be that no matter if they are 100%, 50%, just finding out they are Greek and excited about that and and so much more. Uh, I also think 
it taught me that I can actually do something, even if it's daunting or unknown. I sometimes, this is getting personal, I sometimes have a hard time stepping into something that is new or doesn't come easy. I mean, I I guess everyone does, but I usually really depend on others to help me or reach out. Like I really like things related to community. So when it's just me and myself, that can be kind of hard. So this was really, truly myself figuring it out, like honestly, the whole process. And I think it just taught me that I can do that and I should do that more. And it's really rewarding when you figure out things on your own. Next question from Linda. Now that you've done your own podcast, looking back, was it as hard or easy to do as you first envisioned? And what was the hardest and easiest part? Uh, So when I started, everyone was like, it's so easy. I disagree. Maybe because I'm not the most tech savvy person, but learning which program to use to record and edit, how best to do the sound editing portion was tricky. Probably the hardest part was the sound editing or slicing and dicing pieces because I try to keep the episodes succinct and remove as many ums or filler words or pauses or coughs that I can to have it flow a little better. And that really takes a lot of time. Also, sometimes guests are in echoey rooms and that does not help. Also, another hard part, which maybe I thought would have been easier, was social media. It's just really time-consuming. I also think I envisioned monetizing it more strategically. I do have a shop on Shopify, which you can find linked in the show notes and on social media. It has really cute, fun merch that you can get with the logo on it, but I'm still looking for a sponsor. So that that has been a little bit hard. So if you're interested or you know of anyone, let me know. But going now to the positives, uh, I did envision that this is something that did come true is that it would allow me to reach out to people I probably wouldn't normally be able to reach out to or people that probably wouldn't answer or be open to interviewing unless the Greek connection and I'm not saying these people wouldn't at all but it it does help like it, it really does help and I've been able to connect and learn stories from amazing people because of that and the easiest which I think going into it I thought was going to be easy and it is easy is interviewing because I just love it so yeah that's my answer Alrighty, question from Athena and Katarina I love the rhyme (laughs) what has grounded you in who you are I don't think I've been asked this, which is kind of fun since I ask all my guests this question. Maybe I talked a little bit about it in the trailer of the podcast when it started, but yeah, this is kind of fun. So I think hearing all types of stories about what made people who they are from when I was pretty young 
And I think that has made me more accepting of different points of view and in love with stories and telling stories. My mom always had the news on or watched talk shows like Rosie O'Donnell or The View or 60 Minutes. Human interest stories were my favorite. I read all the time, even at my brother's basketball games growing up. I also got the American Girl Doll magazine to accompany my dolls, and I loved reading about the girls in there. I also had and have a large family and would look at some family members and think, for example, she is incredible, but she came from such a tough past. Look at who she is now, so strong, things like that. Or look at people with similar pasts and see how different kids are in different families. I was very observant, probably because I was so shy. And all that shaped me and grounded me into someone who is open to different points of view, likes hearing all sides, and likes sharing stories. Next up, George. What were you most surprised by what you learned? Hmm, this is a toughie. I'll I'll take it from the perspective of what I've learned from a guest rather than making the podcast since I already sort of answered that part. I've honestly learned something from every single guest and I'm not lying. Honestly, I really have. But... I did not know much about Greece's history with the Greek-born children that were sent to the U.S. and the Netherlands in the 1950s and 60s to be adopted. The nature of those adoptions varied, but the majority of the Greek children that were adopted had very little paperwork. Some were legal adoptions, but many were not. And I learned this in the interview with the historian Gonda, who connects adoptees with their biological parents or families in Greece. And one of the other women on the podcast was Maria, who was an individual that Gonda helped reunite with Maria's mom in Greece. And Maria's daughter, Alexis, was also in the interview And it was just an emotional one on strength and acceptance and really interesting history. It's from season one, and I encourage you to listen and grab some tissues before you listen. It is season one, episode eight. In a similar vein, Katarina and Athena also asked... What episode was your favorite this season? Okay, so specifically season three. Again, this is so hard because I honestly feel a special connection with each guest in a different way. Brianna's was cool because I am genuinely interested in learning about writing a children's book. Ellen's was funny, obviously, because she's a comedian and we all need a good laugh. Giovanni's was important because global warming is real and we all should protect this beautiful planet. Platon's was a visceral experience talking about just perspective in life. Georgette's was really interesting learning about a Greek organization, 
with some pretty deep roots. Obviously, Georgia and Nick's pulled out my heartstrings because they are my aunt and uncle. And Constantinos was so motivating to learn Greek and learning about some really good methods of learning, which were so interesting. But if I had had to pick one, which isn't fair, but if I had to, I'd probably say the women founders of Opa Pets. And let me tell you why. I am, of course, obsessed with my dog, Lexi, who just went through surgery successfully. It has been quite the past month. But because I honestly feel like I have two new friends. I keep in touch and support other guests and they do the same for me. But I talk to those founders and still, and it makes my heart so happy. Even when my dog was going through surgery, just sharing that with them and being like, keep her in your prayers. And they keep me updated on their pets. And I don't know, it's just sweet. And even just you know, their business. Also, funny story, I try to share my guests' products like books, alcohol, Greek imports, a bunch of great stuff that every guest has. And I am so honored when my guests send me all those things because I treasure them like no other. But I did a post with my dog Lexi and one of their Greek guard chew toys. It went wild on social media. Let me tell you, even another video I did where she was looking at a bunch of different Greek themed dog toys from them. Wild, maybe viral. I'm not really sure what makes something viral, but let's just say people are still watching it and commenting on it like thousands and it's months later. I've never had that happen. And it's honestly probably messing with people knowing I'm a podcast and actually getting podcast content out due to some weird algorithm. But it's been so fun seeing that. And me and uh, the ladies at OPA just get a laugh about it. And also anything that also helps promote their business. I love that for them. And I'm really happy that I have some new friends. So yeah. If I had to answer, then probably that. Segwaying a bit, question from Nicholas. You've mentioned you're in tech. What do you do? Okay, so I find this very hard to answer. And at my wedding, in my dad's speech... He said he still doesn't understand what I do to the full room. So, okay, let's see if I can do it. Here it goes. So my title is product manager, not project, product manager. So I define the strategy, roadmap, features of the digital product that I am in charge of. And I do all that by identifying the customer needs. So talking to customers, reading reviews. I look at data, how they're behaving, things like that, and analyzing larger business objectives. And I collaborate with engineers, designers, data analysts, and other executive leaders to do that. And it's honestly a lot of rallying a team to make or bring a vision 
an idea into reality, to turn it into reality. So I actually looked up on Google, how would I describe this to a kid? (laughs) So these are two things that came back and maybe this helps. So one said that product management is like being a chef. You have to come up with the recipe for a delicious dish and make sure that all ingredients are in the right place. You also have to manage the kitchen and make sure that the kitchen is working well and that the dish tastes just right. So yeah, that's probably a good one. And then another is that it's like Legos. Product managers are builders taking various components and working to put them together into something useful. However, products don't come with instructions so pms product managers need to use some creativity and trial and error to get all the pieces into the right place trial and error is a good um, one as well i do a lot of things called a b testing which is where certain people will see two different experiences on a site and whatever is most performant wins so my first transition into product was at the company Evite, and I figured out ways to monetize Evite. I worked on their paid invitation creation flow, as well as figured out how to incorporate companies like Amazon or other partners into the free invitation creation flow. So for example, adding a what to bring widget onto all potluck invitations and suggestions could link to Amazon to purchase things that you needed to bring or something, for example, and we'd get a cut. Um, my next job in product was at Textile. So think Fabletics, Savage X Fenty, Shoe Dazzle, Just Fab, Yiddy, Fab Kids. I worked on a couple of those brands, but I spent most of my time on Fab Kids where I enhanced the shopping flow. So figured out how to get shoppers to find the product they wanted and add things to cart and check out. And then now I am at Teachable, and Teachable is a company that helps creators engage their online audiences and get paid on their own terms, honestly, with courses, coaching, downloadable content, things like that. So I work on the commerce team specifically focused on student commerce, so finding, helping students basically find what they want to learn and then get them to purchase. So yeah. Hopefully that helps and hopefully that wasn't super boring. (laughs) Okay, total opposite question. Got this question from a couple people like Mark and Linda. What's your favorite Greek dish or what Greek dish tastes like home to you? Can Kulurakia be an answer? (laughs) I don't like cookies, but those are the only cookies I like, especially the ones my yaya, my grandmother made. No one, and I mean no ones are as good as hers. And I know everyone probably has that same argument, but you're wrong. Those taste like love and home. (laughs) I also love any just like fresh white fish or seafood dish with kalamata olive oil and fresh veggies, anything Mediterranean. I always call it, like, I want something, like, light and breezy to my husband. He's like, what does that mean? 
that's what that means. Nice white fish, healthy veggies, olive oil, that kind of thing. Uh, my parents would make a mix of things all the time. So I was really fortunate to have such a big variety and they both are such good cooks. Uh, lately, my dad's been making these really good lamb chops. And every time I ask for them, I think I think they're sick of me asking for them. Uh, but those are also really good. And everything they made and still make has olive oil on it. Also, this may be so gross, but we always had Kalamata olives and I'd love eating Kalamata olives and get ready and drinking milk right after I ate them as a kid. And maybe it was a contradiction in taste. And you might be thinking it's so gross, but it's, it's actually really good. And that reminds me of home too. So yeah, I kind of went all over the place with that question. All Greek food is good. Next up, question from Michelle. Are you still taking voice lessons and singing? What is your go-to song you like to sing? I love this question. I talked about singing in season one in the episode with Michelle, who is an opera singer in LA. Unfortunately, I am not still taking voice lessons, which just kind of break my heart. I stopped a little bit ago because, like I said, life, it got really hectic, but I miss it like crazy and want to pick it up again. I still sing though. My, let's see, my favorite ones to sing, like for practice, uh, this is, might be like kind of random, but if I were a boy by Beyonce, because I have a strong head voice and really needed to practice chest voice more and like breathing through my gut, which I have a hard time doing and go listen to Michelle's episode to learn more about singing. Cause we kind of talk about that. I also love singing shallow with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I always try to get my husband to do a duet with me. Um, I really like dancing on my own, but the one that Callum Scott did, his version, which is slower than Robin's, and I loved playing it on the piano too. That one's really fun. And then if I had to like actually pick a favorite, I love Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now probably because I could go into head voice and go like all over the place with that song because she kind of does that too and head voice like I said is kind of my strength and I can go really high and yeah it's probably that one that one was really fun and I still sing all those and lots of songs so yeah fun question Next question is, have you thought about taking a Greek language course? 1000% yes. My cousins in Greece want to help me learn and my aunt Georgia also helps when I visit. But those coaches at Glossonauts seem pretty rad. I have a, honestly a really good setup of people to help me in my Rolodex. So yeah, and I'm going to Greece soon and want to get way better. So an answer to the question, yes, yes, yes. 
Last question kind of goes into this question from Mark. When are we all going on a trip to Greece? (laughs) I love it. I am going with my family next summer around May and June. So all of you, let me know if you'll be there and where you'll be. Next question, what do I like to do for fun outside of podcasting? Let's see, golf. I golf at least once a week with my husband. We ended up learning it together and that's been really fun taking lessons and playing and just watching each other get better. I had one of the best golf games so far in my golfing career, my short golfing career this past weekend. It's just, that's honestly what keeps bringing me back to the sport. It's like of all those crappy feelings, it's those good feelings that you're like, wow, I can do this. And then you just keep coming back. So yeah, golf, hiking with my Husky. Can't wait to get back into that now that she's recovering from surgery. She's getting so much stronger. So hopefully soon I can bring her out on the hikes. And then I also love to read. So yeah, probably golf, hiking and reading. And of course, you know, the typical traveling. I do like yoga. Oh, actually super random. But what I also think is fun is gift wrapping or getting really creative gifts for people. I love that. And I also collect cute cards. So like I will collect a card or find a card in a cute boutique shop and sometimes we'll hold on to it for a couple years being like, oh, you know, I'm I'm backlogged on on this card that I'm going to give someone because I already have like two other ones that I know I want to give them, but I'm going to give them to this in like two years or something. I know that's a little crazy, but I also think that's super fun, finding cute, fun cards out there and saving them for people. So yeah, those are the things I think are fun. And now we have arrived at the last question, which is from Opa Pets, which is a nice bookend to all of these questions. What do you have in store for us next season? Ooh. Funny thing is my goal was to at least get three seasons out because three is such a meaningful number to us Greeks, but I've had so much fun and I'm learning something every week about myself or podcasting or about other industries or life paths or guests. And all this makes me so happy because I am a learner. I love it all. So I think I will do another season. So let's just say it's in the works. And I try to find a mix from who I've featured already. So expect expanding beyond all the industries I've already featured, have some interesting people lined up. And if you know of anyone, send them my way, encourage them. I'm also interested in trying new things, especially around like engagement. So let's hope that pans out and yeah, just kind of experimenting a little bit, but also expect something, you know, a little different and, and new people to learn from. Well, that's all folks. Thanks 
to all those who submitted questions. And if there's one you want me to still answer, just email me at groundedandgreek at gmail.com or message me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and please just keep in touch in general. I love getting to know my listeners and followers. And that's also a good thing about social media. We can stay in touch, message one another, put faces to the name. You could see some fun content I share on there, have good conversations. And also, if you know someone who would be interested in being featured, or even if you yourself have something you want to share, I really hope you reach out to via email or social media. So let's keep sharing those stories and learning from one another. I hope you enjoy your summers in Greece for all of those lucky individuals that are going this year. But for those that aren't going this year, myself included, I have to wait till next year. I also hope you enjoy your summer. Talk soon. Till next episode.